It's a brand new season of Robert Morris lacrosse as both the men's and women's lacrosse teams got underway in their 2023 campaign this past weekend. I want to welcome everybody into a new season and a new episode of Quick Sticks, the Robert Morris lacrosse podcast here on Colonial Sports Network. I'm your host, Nathan Breisinger, and alongside me today, we have Cam McCariola, who's back again for another year, and Evan Basista, who will be joining us throughout the semester. Welcome, guys, to the podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. So, guys, big weekend that kicked us off in the non-conference play for both the men's and women's teams. And the women's team was out in Ohio State. Men's was in Lewisburg, PA, up at Bucknell. But we're going to start with the women's team as back-to-back years they opened up at Ohio State and wasn't the best of days for the Colonials, very, very similar to how it was last year. And Cam, I mean, you know, you were keeping an eye on this game a little bit. What did you see from this game? Yeah, so last year uh, it started out basically the same way, almost the same score too, just each team added one more goal. Um, It's tough going against such a big school like Ohio State, and they just attacked from the get-go putting up 10 goals in the first uh in the first half quarter first quarter first quarter and from there on out it was just a lot of ohio state controlling the pace of play yeah it's not all doom and gloom though as uh the colonials limited ohio state to just 16 shots over those next three quarters after yielding 16 in that first period so obviously a rough start but they kind of stabilized as it went on, kind of building blocks for the rest of the season. I mean, this is really the team's plan when they're playing tough opponents and scheduling these really hard teams to, to get that experience. To get that experience, and they're gonna, it's gonna pay off when they get to MAC play, and that, that's what they did last year, and it's what they did again, and a lot of their schedule for the start of the season is against teams they played last year. So it's a great opportunity to, like, you get to see how much they improved against those opponents from last year to this year. Yeah, and Jerrica Obi opened the scoring for the Colonials with the first goal of the season. At that point, it was 3-1, and then that's when Ohio State went on that run. Um, But then you had a couple other people factoring in. Bailey Christensen, once again, scored. She scored last year at Ohio State. You had Colin Tift as well. Jordan Anderson scored, and Colin Tift ended the game with her second of the day. So you're seeing some of those usual suspects that score typically for the Colonials, which is nice to see early on. Um, It's a good sign of things to come. Yeah, Yeah, it it is. They had a lot of their top scorers last year uh, returning. Jerrica, Julia, Colleen, Kelsey, Jordan. And then they are missing – their leading goal scorer, Jenna Irwin, to start the season. She'll be out for a little bit, but she'll be back later on at some point. Yeah, Yeah, we'll see how that impacts the scoring. Probably going to see some players step up. Probably see, you know, some of those younger players that were factoring in last year, like a Chelsea Coleman and some other players. Um, But, yeah, definitely a lot of the upperclassmen that scored against Ohio State, and that's kind of what you expected, Um, and especially a game that is getting away from you. And, you know, last year, Cam, you and I were there with Tyler Gallo. We went to Ohio State for the, the season opener, and we talked to Katrina, and that's what she said. You know, this game's to to get in some practice of what we're going to see the rest of the year. She wasn't really mad at the outcome. I mean, obviously, there's some disappointment about it, but she she knew, you know, that was kind of what to expect. And, 
you get to see some of your scorers, you know, you know, get in there and, and make some plays. Yeah. Good opportunity for them to be the first team to play their play a game on the Ohio State's new facility. Cool opportunity for that. Yeah. yeah, I saw some videos of the men's team playing their Ohio State men's, so that's pretty cool. But looking real quick at the goaltender goalkeeping statistics, Jamie Keller was in there for 45 minutes in that game, uh, allowing 16 goals, making four saves, and then we saw Sidney Riker in there for a little bit as well. 15 minutes played, allowed two goals, made three saves, so. You get to see Sydney in there, Jamie Keller, the returning and the reigning Mac goalkeeper of the year. So we'll see what type of year she can put together, um, deciding to come back for an extra year. Um, so we'll see, you know, get to see both of them. But we're going to see a lot of Jamie Keller this year, as expected, as she's back for her grad year for the Colonials. Yeah. And there, uh, it's good you mentioned the younger players earlier because there's a couple of milestones I want to highlight. There's the first career starts for Lily Hayden. Amanda Dallas and Eliana Lamange. So, like you said, getting those younger players kind of step up, get some fresh faces while the some of the key players are out. Yeah, and, that, and that's what that's what's expected in a game like this. Um, but going into you know the rest of the year, I mean, this is gonna gonna help them out. Yeah, and I think it was a good opportunity to see some of uh, Sydney Sydney get into some goalie um, action last year when. Uh, we went up to Ohio State. Jamie stayed in the whole game. So this is our – we haven't really seen much of Sydney, but having the Mac goaltender of the year come back is always a great plus for the team. Yeah, and she she really – yeah, last year she played all 60 minutes, um, bled in 17 – all 17 goals, made nine saves at Ohio State. But it's it's nice to see uh, – we, we saw Jamie Keller really progress throughout last season. Um because the because the rest of her time here at RMU so far has been she's been behind um, a lot of the goalkeepers. So you got to see her sort of take off last year and play really well, which was good for you know Keller and and the program. It's also good to know you have a good second option with Sydney Riker. Like you said, she made the three saves in that fourth quarter against a tough Ohio State team. So it's nice to have you know a good secondary option back there. Yeah, and. And Keller, like I mentioned, was three years behind Caitlin Miller, who was an all-Mac goalkeeper, played well in the NEC, was was a really good goalkeeper for the Colonials. And that's hard to replace. And Keller struggled a little bit there early on, but she found her groove going through the last season. So hopefully that's the case this year. You see, you know, you get your first test at Ohio State. Very, very tough place to play, tough team to play against. But you got, you know, the rest of the season ahead of you to make that up and you know, looking ahead real quick at the schedule, they're going to be in Cincinnati on Friday, 3 p.m., a team they regularly play. Um, and they've lost the last three games against the Bearcats. Their last win for the Colonials came in 2015. So it's been a while. It's None of these players on the team currently have beaten Cincinnati. They played them last year and in 2021. So it's an opportunity to potentially get a win against them they haven't won in Cincinnati since the first time they played them back in 2008. So it's been 14, 15, 14, 15 years since that's happened. So they got a pretty tough test ahead of them. It's a three o'clock game. So big, big opportunity for the Colonials going into Cincinnati. I think the biggest uh, key to success in that game would be the offense. They played Cincinnati in 22 and 21. And in those two games, they only put up eight and seven goals. So I think, if they want to come out of Cincinnati with a win, they're going to need to 
get some offense generating. Yeah. And they're gonna need they're gonna need some of those more like role kind of like depth players to step up, as you said, with the key players out. So it'll be a bit of a tough task, but we'll see what they can do. And right now, Cincinnati two and zero on the year. They beat Kent State fourteen to seven, and at Gardner Webb twenty to nine. Both those teams are also on the Colonial schedule, so you know you get a little bit of a, a look at a what you're test. gonna see. Yeah. It's gonna be back to back games against really tough opponents in Ohio State and Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati out of the AAC in lacrosse. And, you know, just looking at the rest of the year, um, the Colonials were selected to finish number one in the preseason pool in the Mid-American Conference. So there's a lot of high expectations. They won the entire MAC two years ago, was the runner-up last year to Central Michigan losing in the championship so there's a lot at stake, and Cam, I know you were able to get out to a practice. I mean, what's what's the expectation there like for the team right now? They have really high expectations of themselves as a team, and Katrina, uh, Coach Katrina was very proud of their growth. She said that they were looking at the film from Ohio State and just seeing how much they've grown as a team, grown at individually as well. And the expectations are this team should be able to win the MAC again. I mean... Last year, they were almost on cruise control to it until the end of the season just kind of slipped out of their hands. So they're really motivated to get back to knowing where they should be and where they can be. I think especially with the preseason poll, with them being number one, Central Michigan number two, who beat them last year, kind of gives them a little extra fuel to the fire to prove that you know they're number one for a reason and then they can live up to that expectation and rounding out the rest of the preseason pool you had central michigan second as we mentioned they had three first place votes uh third kent state followed up by youngstown state at four and then to round it out akron then eastern michigan new to the mac who's new to the mac as well and then detroit mercy has been one of the the teams that have struggled a lot within mac play and the colonials have easily handled them throughout their their history so far in the past few years of the MAC. But one team I would kind of want to look at just just briefly is Youngstown State. They were they were placed fourth in the preseason pool, given 31 votes, no no first place votes. But they were a little bit of a surprise last year. They beat RMU 19 to 17 last game of the regular season at Joe Walton Stadium and then Colonials did take care of them in the first round in the MAC tournament, but that was a sneaky team. They they were a younger team last year and they they got better as the season went yeah I really liked Youngstown and uh, their style of play looking at their roster last year uh, we went out to Youngstown as well and looking at their roster very similar to RMU as they have a very big youth youth core a lot of underclassmen I believe the entirety of their team last year I could be wrong was made up of underclassmen uh, so they're very similar to RMU and having another year of experience those underclassmen are going to start to become upperclassmen. They beat RMU once. They know they can do it. And I believe I believe they beat Central Michigan as well to get the three-way tie for the regular season. Yeah. I think it's also worth mentioning in that poll, Youngstown State was not too far away from being third in the like with the point system. So, you've got you got RMU and Central Michigan kind of that, you know, cream of the crop, but Youngstown State creeping up there trying to get their place up there and I was surprised to see Kent State as number three instead of Youngstown State just because how Youngstown State finished a year last year but you know we'll see how that all turns out at the end of the year um 
We'll see where Youngstown State finishes. We'll see if RMU's first, if someone sneaks up on them like last year. But, you know, just one last thing about the Colonials, just looking at some of their players from last year, we already briefly mentioned a lot of their veteran presence now, a lot of the players returning. I mean, most of their top goal scorers are back. Jerrica Obi finished last year, 28 goals, 45 points. Julia Cottervoss, 26 goals, 42 points. And then there's Jenna Irwin, led the team as a freshman with 34 goals. And we'll see what her timetable is. Not too sure on that right now, if she'll return. And Colleen Tiff there, 31 goals. So they're big-time playmakers. All the players that had 30-plus points are all back this year and look to factor in. Yeah, like all their top their top 10 scorers from last year all returned, and that should be – be really motivating for the team to have everybody not much has changed they all know the system and they just got to go out there and take take it yeah now to switch gears a little bit right after the women's team was out at Ohio State the next day on Saturday the men's lacrosse team was on the eastern side of the state a little bit more central east side of the state in Lewisburg, PA at Bucknell and a team, a Bison team that took care of the Colonials last year at Joe Walton Stadium winning 14 to 12. Thought maybe Bucknell would give them another good test and they did, but RMU was able to you know deal with some adversity in that game and and, and come out with a win. So big time win for the Colonials 12 to 9 against Bucknell. And the Colonials, you know, I think the biggest takeaway was for me, after watching the game, and I wrote about it on Colonial Sports Network, is they started the game on a 5-0 run. They started off really strong, and they looked really good. And last year, one thing that really plagued them was they had a lot of slow starts. This year, you, so, I mean, it's a small sample size, but you saw how quickly they got out and jumped on Bucknell, and Bucknell, a good team. Both RMU and Bucknell receiving some votes in, in the national, a couple of the national pools. Um We'll see how that increases throughout the year for the Colonials. But a good start. They weathered the storm from Bucknell, who responded with a huge run, six goals. It's a roller coaster. And then RMU had five goals in the span of two minutes to start the third quarter, and they wouldn't look back. So a little bit of a roller coaster game, but a great start, and they were able to respond to Bucknell's run. So a couple positives to take away from this game for the Colonials. Yeah, I think if you were to look at the – like the order of play, you'd rather have that. Because as you mentioned, the slow starts in the past kind of plaguing them. So if you were to pick and like when their runs were, they got out to that good start, which is always good. And then, like you said, able to weather that storm. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at that first quarter, the ha- first quarter hat trick for Nick Peltier, as just lighting up the Colonials' early offense, and that's how they should start the games most of the time, getting on the board early and. That kind of dictates the rest of the game from there. His first career four-goal game, by the way. Yeah, I mean, he only had one goal last year in his freshman year, and as a sophomore stepping in, and I think a big-time thing just with any team going into a new season is who's going to replace some of those players that have left. Last year, the Colonials saw Jake Boudreaux, Corson Keeley, and Dan Taddeo, who were three of the top five goal scorers on the team, and they needed to replace that production. Obviously, you still have Taggart Clark. You still have Elliot Holden. You have some of those guys that still can score, uh, Ben Starkey, Eric Swaggerty, but you needed someone else to step in, and, and Peltier you know, showed that big time. I mean, 
he when I was watching the game, he basically is replacing where Corson Keeley played a little bit down low near the post, and there's a couple times they were able to find him, and he made no mistake. Very good execution by him with the looks he had. and But then the, the Colonials turned cold from there. Um, but a great response the rest of the way after halftime. And I think that's a little bit of a testament of what Craig McDonald brings to this program. Last year you saw them. They're defending ace on champion, tournament champions, which is big for the program. First year for McDonald, I mean, he inherited a pretty good team. Not a lot of players left, but he inherited a good team, and they lost to Utah and former head coach, former Colonial head coach, Andrew McMinn, but then they revenged that loss. They revenged that loss in the A-Sun championship game. So there's a lot of expectations for this team right now, but to come into your first game against another tough opponent and you know win like this with some of the players that you lost – seeing who comes in, it's a it's a big-time win for them. Uh, another takeaway from that game would be uh, the goaltending. Um, I'm looking at Nate Randall with uh, 16 saves in the game. Last year, goaltending was a little bit of a little bit of an issue. They, they, it, not an issue, but, like, they would rotate. They jumped on, around, yeah. Yeah, a lot of rotation, uh, dual system type deal going on there. Good to see Nate Randall come in and – Shut the door down on Bucknell. Yeah, a new career high in saves for him with 16. There was a, a few other milestones I wanted to look at really quick. Taggart Clark with his 57th goal of his career. He's the all-time leader in the A-Sun play. Uh, Will McLeod with his first of his career. Uh, and Steve Delmonot, uh, Delmonica. Delmonica. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough one to pronounce. Um 15 to 24 faceoffs, which is a career high for him, and he also recorded his first career takeover. Yeah, and that was big to see because last year Bo Columbus was their faceoff specialist, and he was really, really good. I mean, he was he was playing well and gave the Colonials a lot of opportunity off of faceoff wins, and he was I do not believe he was in the lineup at all. No. I'm not sure what the status was on him, but Steve Delmonica went in there. I mean, he he took faceoffs last year, but Bo Columbus was a little bit. Uh, used more often than him, but Delamonica came in, especially to get out to that quick start. He was pivotal, mm -hmm. um, helping that 5-0 run to start the game, um, winning face-offs. And then there was a, a stretch there where they were struggling, and Bucknell was playing a lot better at the face-off dot, but then they responded, and as we keep mentioning, RMU you know, came back. They they answered there, went on their another 5-0 run um, to help stop the bleeding, and you know, never look back. But and going to back to your point, Cam, Nate Randall was huge in that game. He played exceptional. Um, last year as a freshman, played really good, as you mentioned, Cam, a little bit of a dual system. But his first game, he looked really sharp. He made a lot of point blank saves. Um what what'd you say the number was? Sixteen saves on 16, the day? Yep. I mean, he was just he was there when you needed him. And, yes, there was that stretch there where they allowed seven straight goals to Bucknell, which was really, really bad for the Colonials. But, I mean, a good team knows how to respond to that, and they did. They answered the bell. McDonald, you know, got them in the locker room, and they adjusted, and they played a lot better. Randall looked impressive in the second half. Basically helped them, you know, helped them win that game and basically stoned the Bucknell the rest of the way. Yeah, even even they handled the adversity. Like they went into halftime down by one after going up early, and they come out and give up a goal in the first minute. 
and they still responded from there, rattling off the five of their own. Yeah, six of the next seven goals they got. Yeah, and only Bucknell only scored three times in the second half. I mean, so that's a you know a testament to what Randall did there. Definitely down the stretch of a game. Um, obviously, there's a, it's a long game, and there's going to be a lot of moments in the cross. There's a lot of goals. It's an emotional game, a lot of swings. But for him to to step up and stand strong down the stretch of that game was was very important for the Colonials, and he made a big save to end the third quarter. Blanking my mind on who it was against the the Bison player, but the guy was was seven feet away from him by himself, and Randall was able to go upstairs and make the save on him on his shoulder, and it was a big time play. And you know to be able to make stops like that, no, it shows that you have a goalkeeper that's could be really good and and potentially be a, an A Sun Conference Player of the Year type of player. And he's a he's a sophomore. Yeah, great start to the season. Hopefully he can keep it up against some of these tough opponents coming up. And Speaking of A-Sun, they're not getting into play just yet, but looking at the preseason pool, the Colonials were tabbed to finish third in A-Sun play behind Jacksonville, who's awarded 90 points, four first-place votes, and Utah is the number one team in that pool. Utah expected to be there. Played well against the Colonials during the regular season last year, but the Colonials were able to get that last laugh in the A-Sun championship game against their former head coach. This year, the Colonials will see Utah at the Joe Walton Stadium, so I'm sure that's going to be a really, really intense game. Look to see a good crowd there. I mean, that's still miles away, but could be a very good opponent. I think the first time they ended up going against Utah, they kind of let the emotions get the best of them, more focused on the story than the game itself, because that game did not end very well for them. And then when it came championship time, they were – locked in and it showed what they could do and pulled off that amazing overtime win it's also also interesting to me with jacksonville in second they actually got the four first place votes compared to utah's three i believe Mm -hmm. so interesting that they got more despite not even making the finals last year and jacksonville is a nice team as the asun expanded this year in lacrosse adding jacksonville mercer lindenwood and queens lindenwood and queens round out the bottom of the preseason pool at 9 and 10. But Jacksonville play second. They're, they're going to be a good team to have in A-Sun play, and I believe they, they had an upset to start the year. Um, I can check that out real quick in a second, but that's a good team to have, and it'll be a good matchup. Colonials have faced them in the past, so it'll be a nice opponent to have. And, you know, speaking also of A-Sun preseason honors, Owen Down also was selected uh, to the preseason all-conference team, which – Huge for him and the program. Owen Down is a very stout defender. Um, they have a Colonials have a couple nice defenders back there, James Leary as well. But Owen Down is is going to be you know a big time player for the Colonials, and he showed it also in that first game. Yeah, I, I just looked it up. Uh, Jacks the Jacksonville game was a upset over number seven Duke. Yeah, that's I, I knew it was a big time game because I saw that, and I believe there was someone another team that also had an upset this week or this past weekend. Um, against another ranked team, if you can find that out for us too. Um, might have been – I'm not going to guess on it. It might have been Cleveland State, but I, if you want to check that out. But, I mean, it goes to show that this ASUN conference is, has already bu- is building. I mean, they returned just a few years ago, adding a lot of these teams. But Utah is a very good nationally well-known opponent. Jacksonville as well is very – you know, ha- has varied in the, the top 20 last year. And RMU is pretty respected on the national scale. Um, I know 
last year or two years ago when they began the season at Duke, they they played really well to start the game. So the country's put on notice by some of these teams in the ASM, which is, is good for not only the conference but for the Colonials as well because when they go to play some of those national opponents, um, they're going to be a little bit more respected um, because looking at their schedule coming up, you know, to look at some of their non-conference teams, they have St. Bonaventure and Canisius, which – those will be, you know, good opponents to have. Usually they take care of Canisius pretty well. St. Bonaventure, um, another team. It's the first time they're playing them, so that'll be a good test. But then the Colonials have Hobart and High Point. Usually those two teams are really, really good matchups for the Colonials. Colonials used to play Hobart. I believe they were part of the NEC back when they were in there. Um, perfectly split down the middle, 5-5 five, five all-time series. So Hobart will be a good matchup. High Point... The Colonials lost last year to High Point, um, so they'll look to respond to that game. They've lost the last two against High Point, but that's not until March 11th. And then you have Jacksonville, and you get into ASUN play. So right now, four more non-conference opponents before you get into ASUN play, and they start with St. Bonaventure at home, the home opener next Tuesday. Yeah, I'm excited for them. Hopefully they can uh, come back and – win another A-Sun title. It was really exciting to watch them last year, and I'm just really excited for this season. Yeah, both teams are expected to be very, very good in their respective conferences. Um, a lot of great action ahead of us here on the campus of Robert Morris for both the men's and women's lacrosse team. But that's going to do it for us on this episode of Quick Sticks. Be sure to follow along on our social media accounts at RMU underscore CSN on Twitter, and you can find us on Instagram at Colonial Sports Network. That'll do it for us on this episode of Quick Sticks. Thanks for tuning in. For Evan Basista and Cam Acariola, I've been Nathan Breisinger. Thanks for listening. <laughs>